Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. He's nice, nice. straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 154 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons. We are in extra celebratory mode this week uh, because not only did the Bengals return from the mile-high city with a victory, but it's Christmas as well, ladies and gentlemen. And as regular listeners will know, we like to put a bit of effort into our Christmas episode, and that's exactly what we've done uh, this year as well, even though we're all socially distanced you know, as you know, we're not in the sewing room anymore. So me and Nathan haven't been able to see each other uh, for a while. Uh, not least because we live in different um, towns and cities now. But um, uh, we are doing it socially distanced and uh, I do hope you'll enjoy it. And of course, Nathan is here to ring in the festive season with me. Nathan, are you feeling Christmassy? Are you feeling... How are your baubles at the moment? <laughs> I'm feeling fairly Christmassy, son. A bit of a mad time we're living in at the moment, but that Bengals win last night's warmed me up. You know, it's um, yeah, it's been a it's been a been a, a funny old time, hasn't it? But I'm always excited, as usual, to do to let our hair down on this podcast. And what better way to start it off but with that win last night? You know, that win last night. If it was a Christmas drink, I think it was hot buttered rum. It made you feel warm <laughs> inside, didn't it? Really. And speaking of rum, I am drinking my Christmas pudding flavored rum. Those who watched the tailgate yesterday will know I treated myself to a bottle of Christmas pudding flavoured rum and I am having a little tot while I'm talking. What's it to saying, you. Sam? What's it like? It's actually really, really, really nice. The best Is it not a bit sickly? No, no, not too bad actually. It's um as as you might have known, I bought myself a a bottle of Jaffa cake flavoured rum and it was really quite disappointing. It wasn't orangey enough or chocolatey enough. But this has got really nice hints of orange peel and oh. <laughs> cloves and cinnamon and goodness me, everything that you... It's basically Christmas in a glass. It's really lovely. So I'm enjoying that as we talk uh, right now. Um, the plan. We do have a plan, believe it or not, um, for this episode. Normally it's a bit of a bumper episode. And I think this might overrun a little bit as well uh, this week. But you know what? It's Christmas, so why not? You need something to to get you into the spirit. Uh, we're going to talk about the game very briefly, and then it's all about Christmas games night. We're going to have a Christmas games night on the podcast. All our favourite games that we play on the podcast and have played on the podcast throughout the year. We are talking, let me think, the name game. Did he Darius, First and Ten, Bengal D Blank. They're all there, and I can reveal now that the Athletics' Jay Morrison... Uh, uh, is taking part in first and ten, and it is a Bengals special of first and ten. Now, obviously, uh, Jay is famous for having stats, but does he have answers? Uh, those are the uh, questions that will be answered later on. Um, and we have a very special guest uh, making a return to the podcast. 
it's Icky Woods. So we're going to be spending Christmas with Icky Woods. Unfortunately, not literally, but we get an insight into Christmas at the Woods house. So stay tuned for that. But we must get to the game last night. Fantastic win on the road, Nathan. We are now eight and six. Oh, it was a strong, gritty win, wasn't it? It was like like you had a big, dirty fight in a bar and bashed someone <laughs> over the head and you're pulling and you're scratching and you, you've done the geezer over and you made your way home. You know, it's not always the prettiest thing in the world, but you take it. Um, You're right, it wasn't pretty, was it? And I think lots of people get into the habit of kind of saying, we've got an amazing offence, amazing skill players, which we do. Why aren't we just wiping the floor with teams? Uh, and I think... Last night, it felt it never. The only time that we, I didn't think we were going to win it was when, weirdly, Teddy Bridgewater uh, went down and Drew Locke came in and started throwing it around a little bit more. It put us back on our heels a little bit. And the good news is that Teddy is okay and out of hospital because uh, you really did fear for him. I thought he'd really done something terrible to his neck, you know. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought, you know, we just kind of held him. At, it was a very professional performance it was a little bit sticky but sometimes you have to give credit to the opposition I thought the Denver defense was as advertised really hard to move the ball against and score on and I think we just had to gut it out and really kind of grind things out last night and you know some things weren't working they stopped our run game again they shut down our our receivers we found it difficult to adjust uh, and yet you know, we just about held out for the win. We just about did more than the Broncos to win that game, I think. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are really an old-fashioned type team, aren't they? They like running the ball. They've got those fantastic backs and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And they just play really tough defence. You know, they're not a team that really is sort of airing it out down the field too much. And I thought our defence was just yeah. incredible yesterday. And they, apart from the odd game this season where they've really sort of you know, gone a bit AWOL. For the most part, they've been the absolute strength of this team, I think, throughout the season. And you've got to give your hats off. I know at the end of the game, Zach gave out some of those game balls to the defensive line and stuff. And it's so well-deserved. They are players, DJ Reader and, um, you know, the rest of the guys on that line, Josh Tupu um, and all the rest of them. And you just think, oh, they're doing such a good job in the mm, middle there. Mm. You know, and that goes under the radar. They're not necessarily going to, you know, pop up and, you know, get 20 sacks a season or anything crazy like the edge guys. But there's just so much work going on there to sort of limit the run game and sort of keep them honest. And I thought they did an incredible, incredible job last night. Yeah, and you make a good point. You know, they got the game balls, and rightly so. You know, DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Josh Tupu, and uh, Larry and Joby, yeah. who got that key sack right at the death. Yeah. Um, but their their ability to stuff up the middle allows the likes of uh, Sam Hubbard and especially Trey Hendrickson. I mean, he, he was a nightmare for Denver last night. Trey yeah. Hendrickson, absolutely pressure all pretty much every snap being held all over the shop, um, and dare I say it, Khalid Kareem as well. Um, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, he got injured, unfortunately. We still yet to hear how serious or not serious that is. But um, Kareem came in, and it was great to see. You know, third round pick. I think he was. He's not really clicked. He's had injuries. It's not really taken off for him, but last night, you know, a pressure, a key tackle for loss, and then the absolutely crucial forced fumble and recovery. 
uh, amazing to see him get involved as well. Um, he, he's been really good this season, the geezer. I, I really think he's upped his game and he's shown up in some key moments. And you've got to remember the context of that situation. They, I think it was second and goal. You know, they're about eight yards out. They've got a good running attack. And they try a little sneaky play where, they, you know, you think they're handing it off to the back. Drew Locke is going to take it himself, try and get a bit of open room. And not only does Kareem read it, he strips that ball out, goes down. I mean, that's a game-changing play that, you know, Denver probably going for four-down territory there, you know, because then the field goal doesn't really do them any good. They put that ball in the end zone there. It's a completely different game. So, mm. man, that's a huge, huge play for the lad, you know. Fair play to him. And I tell you who else is also stepping in. I've been really impressed with Jermaine Pratt this season and especially yeah, the last couple of games since Logan Wilson he has gone out injured. He has assumed real responsibility. You can see him. He's the guy with the headset in the middle of that defensive huddle barking out orders. He got he made 15 tackles last night. Because he, they had about 100 tackles, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yes, he was like all over the field. Um, yes, he's got his limitations in coverage, but... Um, Wow, he's turning into a real leader and a tone setter in the middle. And I thought he was just terrific uh, last night. Really great. I thought he was good against San Francisco as well, to be honest. But um, we shan't talk about that game. Fred Johnson came in, did okay at right tackle. Uh, Jackson Carmen as well came in for Hakeem Adeniji. Didn't look out of place. Um, so all the guys that are coming in are playing pretty well, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a tough win last night. It wasn't perfect. Um, I kind of quite enjoy those old fashioned defensive struggles. You don't the the onus is so much on on offense these days. Rightly so, it's more exciting. Yeah. But I do like the odd defensive powwow. You know, sacks, tackles for loss. Oh, plug a tactical it game. We have a tactical chess match, isn't it? You Absolutely, know? because then if it's not as free flowing then the margin for error becomes a lot less. And like you say, it becomes a real tactical battle. And I, I really enjoy that. None more so, Nathan, than the final minute or so of that game. Zach drew criticism last week um, for not letting Joe Boy go out and win it, i.e. keep hold of the ball and throw it and let him put the team on his shoulders and... and, and, and and make it. Um, and he was faced with a similar situation. I believe it was third and eight, sort of around our 40-yard line. A minute and a half or so to go. Third and eight. It was a big decision whether to run it in, a, in a, an apparently conservative way, eat up the clock, then punt it, or go for it, go for to get the yards. Because if they'd got the first down, that would have been a win as well. So which one do you go for? The majority of Twitter, I would say, 80 90% wanted, you know, let Joe Boy throw it. Let Joe Boy cook. Let Joe Boy win the game for you. But there are more ways to skin a cat, as they say. And... Um, Zach chose to run it. He got criticised for it, even though he won the game in the end. I think I might have been in the minority and thought applauded him on that decision. Oh, I completely agree. Oh, you I do? You do? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, wow, I mean, OK. I, I just think in that situation, you know, you're in control of that game. They weren't moving the ball. They've got a backup quarterback in the game that really wasn't doing a lot. They hadn't had much success through the air the whole game. 
it's so difficult when you've got the ball at your own 20, 25 yard line to go 75 yards in a minute with no timeouts. It's so difficult. Mm. Like if we're playing prevent, you know, got, you know, load of guys deep back there, letting them have five, 10 yards. They've got to be playing the sideline. Very, very difficult for someone like Drew Locke, who's famed for a big arm. You're obviously not going to, you know, let him beat you deep. Um, playing like that, I just think nine, nine and a half times out of ten, you win that game. You yeah. know, Joe Boy throws the ball. Yeah, mate, third and eight's difficult. I mean, that's good. You know, they're obviously going to be, um, you know, I mean, there's a risk of an interception there. There's a risk of a sack fumble there. There's all sorts of things that could go wrong when you throw the ball. It's not just about, oh, yeah, he's going to put it in the hands of, you know, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, whoever else, you win the game, that's it, don't worry about it. You know, a lot could have gone wrong there. Even if it's just an incomplete pass, you give them a minute and 35 seconds, that's slightly different. That's a bit more time, you know, That's that gives them a decent chance at it. So I just think if you got the T, if it was Aaron Rodgers, you'd yeah. maybe say, you know, you know, maybe we do have a look at this. But even then, you know, you've got to back your defence the way they were playing in that situation. And that's when it comes down to the analytics and all the rest of it and whatever you want to throw around. The context of that game, regardless of what the analytics says, you've got a pretty bad backup quarterback in there in Drew Locke. The offence hasn't moved the ball all game. Your defence has been playing extremely well. Let them go out there and finish the job for you. Be aggressive by putting your defence forward and say, we're going to win it with these guys. And it worked perfectly. I, I think 100% that's the right call in that situation. Yeah, like you say, if there was a Pat Mahomes there or an Aaron exactly. Rodgers there and they had a minute and a half left instead yeah. of a minute, then yeah, you would be 100%. like, mm, not sure about that. Then yeah. add in, if they had, uh, the crucial thing to me is that they had no timeouts. No timeouts. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, and you yeah, saw yeah. what that pressure did to them because I think they they, they were penalised on something and then Larry got a sack, which put them, you know, back in their own, within their own five-yard line or something. And that's pressure. That's that's what teams have done to us in the past. You know, with the the, the, the pressure of the clock on you, Teams can, you know, they didn't need to rush loads, but they they got there, um, and they forced them back. And I just thought thought it was just the perfect call. And uh, I yeah, think 100%. I think I, mean, I think Dem- people are one of those teams that they love running the ball. You know, that's the sort of strength of their offense. They're not really a team that you. I you got some decent players there, yeah. Judy and Fan. The tight end can move the ball, but they're not really, you know, they've not got like a Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill type character that's going to absolutely skin you down the middle for 50 or anything. So full credit to Zach in that situation. And I think exactly like you said, son, if you're playing Mahomes, Rodgers, anyone like that, and there's a bit more time on the clock, it's a different game. But Mm. in that situation, it worked perfectly. And I think there's fair play to Zach, you know. Yeah, I thought it was a, a actually quite a gutsy call because I think lots of people would have been scarred from last week and making the wrong decision in that situation. Yeah, uh, but this week, it, it to me, it felt like the perfect call in 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 a completely different situation. You know, you can't. You yeah. know, you've got to judge the game. You've got to judge the clock, the state of the game, who you're playing against. And I, I just thought it was the bang right decision and um, yeah, fair play. I mean, it wasn't the thing is. The thing with Zach as well, he's, he's aggressive at times. And people are like saying he's, you know, being a bit too conservative and he's not, you know. But I, mean, I do think there's a bit of a fallacy around, you know, around Bengals Twitter at the moment about just this outrageous levels of aggression, just going for it whenever you can, never punt the ball unless it's, you know, third, like fourth and 20 or something. And I think you even look at yesterday's game when it was like nine seconds left and the Bengals were yeah. there like 30. That's Marvin Lewis or a coach like that. You're kneeling it down. Like Lance yeah. McAllister... 
on Twitter was saying, look, you know, once they've knelt this down and got into the locker room, nine seconds left, not really much going on there. You know, Joe Boy's dropping back, pinging a ball 20 yards downfield. We're kicking a 58-yard field goal. I tell you what, that changed the game. That three yeah. points there at the end of the half just gave you the momentum going into half time. It's an aggressive call. That could easily be picked off. There could be, again, sack fumble, the rest of it. So I do think that, yeah, there's got to be some credit there for that call as well because a lot of teams might have just mm. said, yeah, enough's enough here. We don't need to you know, be slinging the ball down the middle of the field um, and taking a chance here. Uh, shout out, obviously, to Evan McPherson for um, for breaking the club record, breaking the, the the club record previously held by Randy Bullock of all people, fifty seven yards. He, I'm glad that didn't stand for long. <laughs> <laughs> he smashed through a fifty eight yarder, as you say, to uh, to break that record. Three field goals over fifty yards yesterday. Certainly at altitude, so that helps, but. As a rookie, what what you know, you got to admire the the testicular heaviness of uh, of Evan to to make those kicks and uh, shout out to Tyler Boyd who really made the Bengals only two big plays I would say one for a fantastic touchdown, lovely design on that play actually. Mm. Um, so you know it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. They still seem intent on. I think they used the the, the phrase, um, you know until the dam breaks, you know, trying something over and over again until that dam breaks. Now, some people would define that as the, uh, some people would say that's the, the the absolute definition of madness, trying things over and over again and just getting the same result. But Zach seems to think if you run it hard enough, long enough, there's going to be breaks and cracks in the dam. And again, it didn't quite work. So I, I do would like them to, even though the the, the Broncos were terrific on defence. I would like the Bengals just to, and certainly Zach and Brian, to perhaps adjust and react to those things a little bit quicker, perhaps. Yeah, it is. What's your take on the offence, son? Because, I mean, it, it's it's doing all right, isn't it? It's doing its yeah. job. I mean, Joe Mixon was having a good time of it. He's gone a bit quiet the last couple of games. Chase obviously goes very up and down. He wasn't really involved at all yesterday. And obviously, you know, you're away against Denver. They're a fantastic defence. They might be the best defence we've played. So you're not expecting us to rack up, you know, three, 400 yards and um, 30 points in a game like that. But what, what are you thinking? I mean, the, the, the interesting thing I saw was like Joe Boy is ranked the number one quarterback now in the league by PFF, which... I mean, I know he's played well, but that strikes me as a bit odd considering, you know, it's not felt that fluid at times. I, I look no. around the league and I know that, you know, Kyler Murray even, he had a shocker yesterday and he's been out of an injury. But I wouldn't look around the league and say, obviously, to me, Joe Boy's playing at a higher standard than Mahomes or Rogers or... No, you but, know, you know, PFF has specific criteria, yeah. don't they? So I will say this, the last two weeks, and especially yesterday, I thought he put in some really mature performances. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think he, think he recognised quite early that he's not going to be passing for 350 yards again. Yeah. Um, so it was just a case of, of managing the game, not doing any, anything daft, not trying to force anything, which he yeah, has done yeah. this season. Yes, yeah, yeah. He was on the money when he needed to be, when those small opportunities presented themselves. You know, the pass to, to Tyler Boyd, there was a great pass to T Higgins, there was a couple of passes to CJ. You know, he didn't need to throw for 300 yards yesterday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't try to force things, which was, I mean, he... he, he 
he made some fantastic plays with his feet yesterday. Yeah, he did. He, Do you know what? That, that's a really good point as well. We said at the start of the season, didn't we? Or certainly I was saying it, that he just didn't look that mobile. He didn't look that confident on his knee. And, yeah. you know, he may be still playing with a bit of pain and a bit of sort of nervousness there. I mean, he looks like... You know, he looks like a real athlete at the moment. Then he was dancing around, like you know, out yeah, there yesterday. Yeah, so amazing. He looked a bit quicker. Like yeah. he really looked a lot, lot better. I thought. And he slid a few times as well. He didn't take the hit either, which was yep, which yep. was really good. No, I think he put in a few ma- really mature performances, and uh, you know, he was on the money when he needed to be, and that's kind of what you want from a quarterback. And also, game management. You know, that's something really important in games like that, in defensive struggles like yeah. that where there's going yeah. to be one or two, three, four points in it, you've got to be sensible and take care of that football. And I thought he did that fantastically well. Yeah, so, that, that's really the difference, isn't it, between like the last couple of weeks where we have turned the ball over a bit and it's not been that um, efficient. It was a real, like you said, mature performance yesterday in a one-score game that we've typically not been great in. And the difference was we didn't turn the ball over. And you look, Denver did, and that was the difference ultimately in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Great win. Not flashy. Lots to improve on, but um, yeah, really, really gutsy win yesterday. And yep. we move on to Baltimore. And if we can do that, then cool. who knows? The division could be ours, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right, shall we get all gamesy and Christmassy, Nathan? Let's do it. Right, let our Christmas games night commence right first we're going to play Bengaldi Blank 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 Probably, yeah. Uh, anyway, not many people listen to us, so it's fine, Nathan. We can get away with anything. Bengaldi Blank. It's simple. It's a play on uh, the popular British game show of the 70s and 80s, and and actually it's on now, isn't it, with Bradley Walsh. But basically I give Nathan a sentence with a word missing, and uh, Nathan has to guess what the word is. And if it matches the word on my sheet here... Um, you win, uh, well, you, would, you win nothing, really, unfortunately. But it's just, it's about the game. It's about playing the game, Nathan. It's the about... spirit of Christmas, son, isn't it? Absolutely. Right, are you ready? I'm not very good at Bengaldi Blank. That's the only thing I'd say here. Okay, that's all right. That's why I like it. I'll, I'll do my best for the fans, but... <laughs> oh, what a trooper you are. What a trooper. <laughs> okay, ready? Yep. I've got five, so, you know, you know, there, there will be an outright victory here either way, you know. Um... I like your chances. I do like your chances. Right, Okay. Quinton Spain was designated the team's Santa Claus during its Christmas party this year, but when he got out his bulging sack, his teammates mistook it for a giant... (laughs) (laughs) Um. Silence isn't great for radio, Nathan, so... um... (laughs) (laughs) A giant cock. Almost. Testicle, I did yeah. go. There. I did go there. Right, uh, one Can I have to... half? Can no, I have half? You can't. A cock is not a testicle, and vice but it's versa. It's connected. They're connected. They sort hope you. Of. They see. You hope they are. Well, yeah. 
No, I'm not going to give you that. They're separate. Oh, that's, that's so harsh. You talk about the Christmas spirit, son. You cut a couple of those Christmas pudding rums, and all of I've a sudden... I've turned into Scrooge, haven't I? Yeah, you really um, have. Only, I'm not going to give you that, because I genuinely think you will you will get the next four. Okay. All right? Oh, I hope so. No pressure or anything. But um, The Bengals were looking for volunteers to go to the shops and pick up some stuff for their annual Christmas party. Yes, we're back to the Bengals' Christmas party again. Darius Phillips put his hand up, but his teammates declined his offer, fearing he would drop the blank. <laughs> the goods. Oh, the answer is, well, it's the same thing, but it's presence. The word on my oh. presence. Uh, we'll bring an independent adjudicator in. It's the same sort of thing, but I've got to go with the, the word on my, my sheet there. Okay. Question three. NASA was so impressed with Evan McPherson's performance on Sunday against the Broncos, they want to hire him to conduct experiments by kicking balls into blank. Space. Correct. There we go. We're on the board. We're on the board. Next. I'm like the Dolphins here. I lose a couple of games, <laughs> then go on a winning streak. Next question. Santa Claus got a shock when he was tackled to the ground by Trey Hendrickson when he was delivering presents to the Hendrickson family home on Christmas Eve. Upon seeing the, his mistake, 91 said, I'm sorry, Santa, I thought you were a blank. Quarterback. Correct. Oh, it's come down to the wire, son. Two, two all. And two. two all. This is huge. This is absolutely massive, this. Jamar Chase, the final one to win or lose Bengaldi blank. Jamar Chase walked back into the Christmas party following an amazing victory against the Broncos and said... That's it, boys. We blanked them. <laughs> Fucked them. No, dear. No, no, no. What word? Oh, it's dropped. dropped. No, no, no. It's what word did you make up a few weeks ago? I thought you'd get this. <laughs> it's your word. We, thro- we didn't, there wasn't a throlicking yesterday, though. No, no, no. That's true. It was but, a, that was a sort of. Uh... A gentle throlic. <laughs> a gentle throlic, okay. Well, unfortunately, Nathan, you lose that first game 3 2. Um, God, you're a harsh marksman, you are, Sam. I am, I am. But um, anyway, right, what we got next? It's the name game, I believe, Nathan. And this is your turn to ask me some questions. So, um, uh, are you all prepared for this? Yes, we've got a couple of names here. I think we've got about fourteen. I'm going to 14? go through. Fourteen? Quite... When you say a couple, yeah, it won't take you long, sir. It's just a yeah. It's just a yes or no. Okay. Um, whether they're a real player or not. Now, I've got I've delved into the college ranks yeah. so that you won't know them by name. They're players that have played in the college ranks in the last um, couple of years, so they're all you know fairly relevant. But obviously, some might be from yeah. some rogue colleges that you might not have heard of. But yeah. anyway. Fourteen names. We're going to start now. The Go first on. name. You got to tell me if it's a real person or I've made the name up. Go on, then. Turbo McKee. Turbo McKee. <laughs> I've not heard of him. I'm going to say no. That's a real player from West Alabama. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and one. Okay. The next player, Clucker <laughs> Van Arnold. Clucker Van Arnold. Um. <laughs> no. Can't be. That's great. That's a made-up names. You're Ooh, one and one. It's a, it could well be though. It's a good one. Okay. Um, player number three, Bighorn McGregor. 
Um, no. That is correct. You're right. So you're two and one, son. It's not nice little start to the game here. Yeah, two and one. Yeah, I like it. Plan number four: bumper pool. <laughs> bumper pool. <laughs> uh, I'll go yes. That is correct. Is son. it? He plays for he plays for Arkansas. Yeah, oh, three and one. Wow. Okay. Um, the next one: storm duck. No. <laughs> no. It's a real player from North Carolina, Sam. Wow, okay. Storm Duck. Storm Duck. Oh, wouldn't you love Storm Duck playing for the Bengals? I would. Um, number six, Lloyd Rattlesnake. <laughs> um, oh, man. It could well be, but I'm going to go no. You're correct, Sam. Four and two. You're just staying ahead of 500. You're doing a good little job. I'm doing the Bengals this season, aren't I? Basically. You are a bit. Yeah. yeah. Go on then. Next player, Smoke Monday. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go yes for that as well. That's your right. Is he it? plays for Auburn. Oh. Yeah. 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 What a great name. So you are five and two, just like the Bengals. Halfway. So good Halfway. Let's, see, let's see how you do down the stretch. Okay. So the next one is Tugger Chops. <laughs> Um, do you know what? I'm going to go yes for that. No, it's the fake one. I made that one up. Five and three. So you just like the Bengals now, yeah, son. I know, I know. Falling apart a bit. Tugger um, chops. <laughs> Tugger chops. <laughs> Flight number nine. Yep. New Zealand Williams. No. <laughs> That's a great place for San Diego State. No so. way. New Zealand <laughs> Williams. What the hell? <laughs> I suppose we've got Quinton Spain. I suppose so. You know, let's go through all the countries. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, what's that? Five and four now. Five and four. So you, you know, you start a bit of a losing <sighs> run here, but I need to... you need to get. You need this one really. So number ten. Yeah. Hooper, and then it's sort of like an abbreviated home is his middle name, like Home. Yeah. Depot. So it's called Hooper Home Depot. Oh, <laughs> it's too good to be true, isn't it? I'll go no. No, no, I did make that one up. So you're you six did. and four. Yeah, that's a fake name, that it's one. Good effort, though, that one. Hooper <laughs> Home Depot. <laughs> Very good. Um, player number 11, Scotland Per. <laughs> These are good names, man. You really stepped up. I'm going to say... Well, if I got the New Zealand wrong, I'm going to go yes for this. No, see, I made that one up. <laughs> oh, man. So. Six and five, lad. This is coming down to the wire. This is. Are people on the edge of their seats listening? Either that or they turned off. I don't know. Yes. Um, but yeah, go on. Player number 12. Yep. Buck Cause. Yep. Buck Cause. Okay. Buck Cause. That's a very American name, isn't it? Um, yes, I'll go yes. You're correct, my son. Ooh. He plays for Wyoming. So... Seven and five. So the worst you can do now with the last two is lose both. Yes, the worst you can do is 500. Okay. So player number 13, yeah. Oil Baron. Oil <laughs> Baron. Uh, do you know what? That could happen. That wouldn't surprise me if it was true. I'm going to go yes. <laughs> no, it's made up. Oh. <laughs> you might have cost yourself a winning season here, son. It all comes down to this. Seven and six. Come on, then. Final player Big to game. see whether you Cup get in season or not. Go on Cup then. final for you. Yeah. Bear Hunter. See that again, that could so easily be right. 
<laughs> so easily be right. <laughs> it all comes down to this. But I'm going to go no. Oh, Sonny's a real player. He plays for Appalachian State. Oh, are you joking? You've you blowed it seven and seven in the end. Oh, man, I'll be fired. Fire me. Fire me for my own brain. Um, <laughs> he's lost the dressing room. He's lost... The fans are against him now. Oh. There really are some unbelievable names in the US. I mean, it's. Yeah, I think yeah. I, know, I said this before on the podcast, but like you think about British people's names, they're so so vanilla compared mm. to like Bear Hunter and Buckcourt. <laughs> oh, no, and like, no. I mean, even you see some of the guys on the Bengals, like Larry Ogan Joby, and yeah, yeah, uh, they're so much more exciting than some of our sort of pretty butter book names, you know. Yeah, Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> Um, right, okay, we're going to take a break from our games. We're going to bring in uh, one of our favourite Bengals ever. Well, here we go. He's one of our favourite ever Bengals. I'm sure he's one of your favourite ever Bengals. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Elbert, Icky Woods. Icky, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing wonderful, my man. How are you doing? We're okay. We're surviving. I think that's the key thing at the moment. <laughs> We're surviving. Oh yeah, Which... yeah. It's at, at this day and age, right now, surviving is the key, brother. Absolutely, and we're uh, we're trying to get into the Christmas spirit. So we we thought we'd enlist your help. Are you a big okay. Are you a big Christmas man, yeah. Uh, Icky? Yeah, yeah. I got a big big Christmas man. I had a uh, you know. I had six kids. Uh, you know, I lost one of my sons to asthma, and then uh, I got eight grandbabies. So I got to be in the, the Christmas spirit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, love love Christmas time. Get to hang out with everybody and yeah. have fun, and you know, just get into the holiday spirit. Now, um, so six kids, eight grandkids. Yeah, are you like mm-hmm. some? Tell me, please, that you dress up as Santa Claus on Christmas. So tell me, you do uh, that? No, I don't. I don't go that far, man. <laughs> I don't dress up like Santa. You know, Santa, Santa come in the middle of the night when everybody sleep anyway. So it's <laughs> that is true. But no, we don't. We don't do the Santa Claus thing. But you know, once the the grandkids wake up in in, in the morning and you know uh, open the gifts, man, it's just it's great to see their faces light up and. Just have a lot of fun, man. So what would be your perfect Christmas day, uh, Icky? Well, my perfect Christmas day is, you know, being able to to watch a little football and, mm-hmm. you know, and kick back and, you know, have all the, the grandkids around and the kids around and just, you know, just have some family love going around. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is very important at the moment, isn't it, with everything that's going on, uh, the fact that we can... Oh, no Still, just about meet up with families is amazing. What about food, uh, Icky? You're kind of, you know, we all remember the advert with you in the supermarket dancing in front of the cold cuts and all that kind of stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, what does what does Icky Woods eat on Christmas Day? Oh man, you know the the regular, the you know the turkey, the ham, the uh, uh, greens and and stuffing and you know uh, chitlins and just yeah. the, you know the uh the holiday food man just yeah. have fun and you know sometimes we uh we go off the cuff sometimes we uh we don't do the traditional you know uh 
we do a, like a little theme. One year we may do uh, Oriental cooking. One Ooh. year we may do Mexican cooking. You know, so we we try to we try to mix it up a little bit, and it's it's been it's been working out great for us. Two things I want to pick you up on though, just there, chitlins. We don't really have chitlins in in uh, the UK. Tell us what they are. Uh, well, most people may not like them. They're like uh, pig intestines. You know, okay. they're, they're chitlins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, they're. Uh, they're tasty, man. You know, if you if you ain't ever had none, I, I I encourage people to give them a try. You know, but it's a uh, it's it's a acquired taste. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like them, but then some people love them. You know. So what you fry them? You fry them off with something, or uh, you kind of boil them? Right. Okay. You boil them. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I'll put it out to our listeners in the UK. If you can get hold of some pig intestines, I'm sure uh, there's, oh, yeah. some re- there's some recipes <laughs> online there. Now, also, oh, yeah, Oriental Christmas. So you cook kind of sort of Chinese-style food on Christmas Day sometimes. That's amazing. Right, right, right. It's just uh, it's, it's, it's something that uh, we, we've done for the last few years. You know, you get, get tired of the traditional stuff, so yeah. you just, you know, to come up with a theme, you know, and, and every year we come up with a different theme, and then the kids each make di- a different dish, you know, and then yeah. we just come together and 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 eat, man, and it's a, it's, a, it's it's a great change up to you know to the holiday. Oh yeah, that sounds good, man. Chinese on Christmas yeah. Day, I could do that. I could absolutely do that. Um, oh yeah, most definitely. Well, your family Christmas sounds. Uh, uh, amazing. Uh, have you been a good boy this year, Icky? And uh, if so, um, uh, what are you expect? What is on your list of, of gifts for for Santa this year, or from Santa? Oh man, I don't. You know, I'm I'm 55. Man, I don't expect <laughs> too many gifts anymore. Man, it's you know, the kids are getting me something, man. But I don't I don't have a, a wish list or nothing like that. I just. You know, I enjoy getting getting gifts from the grandkids and whatever yeah, they give yeah. me. I'm I'm very happy to get it. Yeah, I think I think it's still more for the kids, isn't it? Christmas, although I still like uh, I still oh, yeah, like most, most I still like opening <laughs> up a little a little Bengals themed Christmas present if someone uh, gets me one. That that's a good thing. But yeah, you're right. As you get older, it's kind of it's more for the kids, isn't it? Let's face it. So. Right, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Icky, um, it goes without saying, we send love to you and all your family. I uh, hope you have a, an amazing time. But just before you go, um, yeah. I want to talk to you about this current team because suddenly it's it's they're fun to watch, aren't they? Are you are you enjoying the way they're playing this year? I am, man. I you know I got a a few uh, not so happy moments with them, man. You know, losing games that we mm. should win. And, yeah. You know, and, and things like that. So, you know, I, I think we've, this year, we've we've lost about, you know, we've lost six and four of those six games that we lost, we should have won. But, you know, we yeah. turned the ball over, you know, four or more times in the game and, and you can't win like that. But mm. it's exciting to see, you know, we're, we're in, we're in the playoff hunt, plus we're in a divisional hunt. So it's, uh. It's going to be great to see if we can win three of these last, you know, three of these last five, uh, four games. Mm. I think I think we'll win the division because we still have uh, 
Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah. And then uh, I think the Denver game on Sunday is a must-win for us. We mm. must win that game. And then next week we got Baltimore at home. So if we can uh, win those two and then Kansas City comes in here and – that's going to be a tough one for us, but you know. Do you think that's a bit of a? Do you, th- do you think that's a bit win, of a f- winner? Winner lose that one, uh, uh, be a toss up. But if we can beat Baltimore, uh, uh, we can beat Denver, Baltimore, and Cleveland. Mm. I think we win the division. You mm. know, so that's uh, so they have their destiny in their own hands. So we'll see what happens. Now uh, I don't know about you, but I am of the same ish vintage as you, Icky, and. Um, I was watching the 49ers game. What is it about those 49ers, their sort of last-second victories? That was just... Oh, it brought, brought all uh, those, yeah. all it, those it, memories it, it, back to You know, but I, I think what it is, man, is, you know, for some reason the coach didn't want to go for the jugular, man. And that, mm. In that situation, man, you got to go ahead and try to win the game instead of, you know, settling for the field goals, mm. you know? And I think that's that's what happened to us. The coach settled for the uh, field goal instead of leaving, you know, the ball in 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 the hands of Joe Burrows. He, you know, tried to run the ball twice, mm. and we didn't get nowhere. Well, we got pretty decent field position. We were still, you know, I think we had a third and three, and then they end up tried to pass the ball and got sacked and then so we had to kick the yeah, field goal but yeah, that's right, in yeah. that situation man you got to you got to keep the ball in Joe Burrow's hand man let him go ahead and and do his thing and and let's go ahead and win the game man you know yeah, you, you yeah. gave him a chance and for some reason they just couldn't stop Kittles man and that's uh yeah it was unbelievable but it was a it was a great game and and we just can't seem to Knocked them 49ers <laughs> off, man. Tell me about it's, it, man. It's crazy. You know, every uh, big game we've had, we've had against the 49ers, and we let them, you know, come back on us and absolutely. And, and beat us, man. So we got to we gotta find a way to, to change that around. But I'm happy with our season right now. If we can just, you know, like I said, win three out of the last four games, I, I think we make the playoffs. Yeah. Good shout. And just real quick on Joe Mixon, someone who's playing in your old position there. You've got to be impressed with Joe this year, haven't you? Very impressed with Joe Mixon, man. I love Joe. I love the way he runs the ball. And, you know, if if we can get, uh, you know, that offensive line to, you know, step up just a little bit more. But they're they're playing they're playing halfway decent. Yeah. But just need we we need just a little more out of the run game. I think if we ran the ball a little better against San Francisco, uh it, it makes for a good game and, and then, you know, the game against uh the Chargers when mm. we were driving down and, you know, Joe made the error of laying the ball on the ground and they scoop it up and Running in for a touchdown, you know, if we if we score on that possession, we probably beat them as well. So yeah, yeah, sometimes it's just uh, it's just uh, you know just the luck of the draw, man, and and things happen in the game of football. So you got to kind of take the good with the bad, but you know, you just gotta just gotta we gotta stop turning the ball over. We gotta stop giving them possessions in in our territory uh like in the san francisco game we we fumbled two punts you know inside the 20 yard line and and they get and they get them both you know so we give up 
10 points right there, you know. So it's just, you know, it's just us kicking ourselves in mm. our butts, in our own butts, you know. It, <laughs> know. it, ain't, it's the, it ain't them. We kicking our own selves in the butt. Yeah, no, you're not going to win games that way, are you? Icky, listen, no. we'll let you go. Thank you so much. It's lovely to speak to you again. Uh, how about a quick message from Icky Woods, the legend, to our listeners in the UK? Hey, have a have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year's and who day, baby. There you go. That was the fantastic Icky Woods, and I'm sure uh, all our listeners will join uh, with me in wishing Icky and his family a very Merry Christmas. Didn't sound too pleased with Zach's play calling there either. But anyway, we'll gloss over that. We're trying to keep it nice and happy and <laughs> angst-free um, in this uh, in this Christmas edition of Cincinnati. We're in the middle of our games night. We've got Jay Morrison coming up, uh, about to get his trivia hat on, his Bengals trivia hat on, and play first and ten. Uh, but next, we're going to play Did He Darius. Are you ready for this, Nathan? Oh, yes, I am indeed. Now, the point about this is um, Darius, the reason why we started doing it is, is because Darius often puts on a lot of very ambiguous tweets, doesn't he? And you're not quite sure what's going on. He likes to have a bit of a moan, but in a very ambiguous kind of way. And that sort of quite amused us. So we thought we'd we'd sort of play around with those tweets now of course Darius also put some very personal tweets on and I must say that we're not mocking that or him uh, for that but we just thought we'd have a bit of fun and also Nathan this could well be and I think it might be the last Diddy Darius we can play because um, who knows whether he's going to be on the team next year I know, it's, uh, after his um, performance last week, you know, no one knows. Obviously, I think he's out with an injury now. Or, yeah, you know, he's on an IR, injury. isn't he? Yeah, but um, oh, you never know. Giza might come into training camp next year and absolutely tear it up. So good luck to him. But Yeah, I think, I think you know, we'll like Darius. We want him to succeed because I think he's actually quite a good player. But he's not had the, the run of games that he needs, that he's always had injuries and then these sort of mental lapses of concentration that have, Really cost him, as we know. It's a bit dog-eat-dog in the NFL. So, um, But anyway, enough of that. Uh, let's talk about uh, Diddy Darius. I have 11 oh. potential tweets here, Nathan. Are you ready? Yep, I'm absolutely ready. Who trying to run some rebirth? <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing with this is the fact that you've made these up. If they're not I true. know, I know. Oh, I do enjoy <laughs> making them up. I reckon he did say that. You are correct. 1-0. Where's my pen? Mm. Uh, 1-0 to Nathan there. Huge start, that. Confident start. Good start, yeah. I ain't drinking no champagne. Nah, I drinking victory. Nah, it's definitely something you make up that, I reckon. Man, yes. 2-0. Nathan's absolutely off to a flyer here. I've I've read your mind here, Sam. Yes, sir, Maine. <laughs> what did you say? Yes, sir, Maine. Yeah, I reckon he said that. Oh, 3 nil to you. God, man, I, I'm starting to get Darius, you know. I'm yeah, starting to understand you, You're getting on his wavelength, I think. Um, right, number four. This is the moment I've been waiting for, and I promise I will capitalise. That was a bit too plain for Darius. 
but then I don't know. It's, oh, I feel like if you'd made it up, it'd be more exciting. <laughs> I'm going to say that he didn't say it. And you would be correct. Come on, then. Come four on, nil. Then. Four nil. Okay. I ain't no Santa Claus. I just love to love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon he said that. Five nil to you. <laughs> I eat my biscuits quite like, and no one take them away from me. <laughs> I don't reckon he said that either. Six nil. <laughs> what happens if I go twelve and zero? I'm 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 gonna have to buy lots of beers. Uh, Good King Wenceslas last looked out on the feast of Stephen when the l- snow lay round about deep and crisp and even. <laughs> There's absolutely no way he said that. 7-0. Okay. Got nothing to prove. I'm just reflecting. God be my witness. Yeah, definitely a Darius tweet, that is. Definitely. 8-0. He could go, like, undefeated here. Right. Common sense don't be so common anymore these days. Yeah, I reckon he said that. Oh, he's lost the unbeaten record. 7-1. Actually, do you know who said that? Who said that? Joe Mixon. Uh, slam, slam your brakes on and kiss my fingers. Hot sauce incoming. <laughs> I don't reckon he said that. Eight and one to you. The world really want to know how I'm living. Give it to them raw. Now nah, I'm one of the realist. <laughs> oh, this is a difficult one, Liz. <laughs> um, I'm going to go that he did say it. Correct. So hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, sorry, yeah, ten. So you just scored nine and one, Nathan. That's your best ever score. I've uh, definitely got Darius's tone a little bit more since uh, I've played. I this is more so. my third attempt, and I feel like the first time I got beaten badly. Hmm. Second time, I think you know, it's sort of maybe fifty-fifty. And this week, um, this time I've stepped forward. I mean, Darius got in each other's heads. Absolutely, yeah. Um... And I wanted to end on a, a, a real one. Uh, the real, the world really want to know how I'm living. Give it to them raw. I'm one of the realists. Here, here, Darius, Darius. And whatever happens, mate, you carry on doing that. We wish you all the best. And hopefully we'll see you back on the Bengals next year. But uh, who knows what will happen. But um, a Merry Christmas to Darius there. Good Darius. Right, the final part in our uh, Christmas games night is uh, first and ten. We first introduced this during lockdown. It became a bit of a hit. The Chase's Paul Sinner uh, played uh, first and ten. We only had one person complete the quiz in one question, and that was Chris Hood last year. I think Jamie Rowe did it in about four, I think. And So anyway, I thought we'd get another uh, celebrity guest on, at least celebrity in our eyes, and that's uh, the athletic Jay Morrison. So let's bring him in. Well, uh, the next piece in our Christmas podcast games night is a revisit to first and ten, the exciting general knowledge quiz game based on the NFL. Um, but we're going to do something slightly special in this episode, not least because we have one of our favourite guests. The Athletics' Jay Morrison, uh, who is known for Jay's Got Stats on the brilliant who um, hear that podcast growling. Uh, but we're going to make it in Jay's honour, and it's Christmas, a Bengals-themed first and ten. Normally we kind of ask general knowledge questions, but in this, uh, in this instance we're going to test Jay 
with some Bengals trivia questions. So, Jay, welcome. It's great to see you again, mate. See you, Paul. I'm really excited for this. If if I if I get lucky enough to score a touchdown, maybe you can give me a general knowledge question for the two point conversion. Oh goodness me, I haven't got anything lined up. But yes, okay, <laughs> I'll have a thing. But okay, if I do that, then you've got to do the gritty at the end if we score. And I am putting that video <laughs> on. Nobody wants to see that. Um, okay, shall we start then? Are you ready? I told you the rules. Obviously, ask uh-huh. me any questions. Uh, don't be put off. I'm in someone else's house, so there's some dogs on the other side of that door who might go nuts at any moment. So uh, uh, apologies to listeners and you if that happens. But shall we go? I am ready. Okay, Jay, first and 10 from your own 20-yard line. You can answer, You can move the ball five yards by answering an easy question correctly. You can move the ball 10 yards by answering a medium hard questions correctly or you can go for it all on the first question and indeed at any time uh, by answering a hard question correctly you have 12 questions to get into the end zone what's it going to be to begin you know zach taylor always talks about getting into a rhythm and how important that is so let's start with an easy one just to kind of get things moving all right in what year were the bengals founded 1968 correct oh Okay. That, that, that was their first season playing. They were actually founded in 67. Okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that Okay. Question two from the 25, second and five. What's it going to be? Uh, let's do a 10-yarder, a medium. Oh, okay. Very good. Who was the Bengals' first ever 1,000-yard rusher? How about Paul Robinson? Correct. I should have written down the year, but I've written down the yards. It was 1,023 yards, but that was very early in the Bengals' history, I think. So first down to Jay. What's it going to be next? Question three, Jay. I can feel that you're Uh, starting to open the playbook here. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Let's go medium again. Okay. The Bengals set two kicking records during Super Bowl 23. Name one of them. Longest kickoff return for a touchdown. Well, it's not necessarily a kicking record. There were two other uh, kicking records. So I'll I'll give you another crack. Um, Super Bowl 23, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, they scored. They had most field goals. Almost. It's uh, the first record was the longest punt at that time in Super Bowl history, which was uh, Lee, Lee Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. sixty-three yards. And uh, almost, you almost got it right, but I'm not going to give it to you. Um, <laughs> being a Grinch here, but the the most forty-yard-plus field goals in Super Bowl history. Super Bowl history okay. that was two from Jimmy Breach. So, okay, question four. You're still on the thirty. And it's first and 10. No, I'll do medium again. Okay. How long was Icky Woods' career in the NFL? Five seasons? Four seasons. Okay. Uh-oh. Third down. Getting pressure now. Third down. Another incomplete pass. Okay. Uh, question five. What's it going to be? Um, let's do an easy one so I can make it fourth and manageable. Okay. like it. 
Which college did former Bengals Heisman Trophy winning running back Archie Griffin attend? Ohio State. Indeed. So you're at the 35 and it's fourth and five. This is where Burrow, or in this case, Jay Morrison, comes into his own. What's it going to be? Uh, yeah, let's do easy again. we got to get the first down. Okay. Which player caught two touchdown passes in Super Bowl 16? Dan Ross. Correct. So you're up to the 40 and you're on first and 10. And this is question seven now. Seven. I want to beat Jeff Hobson. So let, let's go for it all. Let's go for the hard one here. Okay. Let's get down to the hard one. I'm going to take you back, Jay Morrison, to the shootout by the lake in 2007. The Bengals lost to the Browns, obviously, 51-48. Absolute classic. Rudy Johnson scored one touchdown. Chad and TJ got two each. But who scored the fifth Bengals touchdown on that day? I have no idea. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say Kelly Washington. It's a good shout, but it's not right. It's Glenn Holt, another wide receiver. Oh, okay. Did he? Was it a kick return or was it a catch? It was a catch, I believe. It was okay. A catch. okay. I mean, pretty bit, bit part player, wasn't he? But um, uh, okay. So question eight now, still on your own forty, second and ten. Yeah. We'll do a ten yarder, a medium. Okay. Uh, in the Bengals' first Super Bowl appearance in 1982, what was the nickname of their defensive line? The Web. Correct. Nicely done. First down, Jay. How was that you're, that game? You're at, were you? Yes. I was Lucky a freshman man. in high school. Lucky man. So we're on to question nine. You're at midfield, first and ten. Uh, do a medium. Okay. Which of these Bengals wide receivers was tallest? Well, is tallest, I guess. They haven't diminished in height. Carl Pickens, TJ Hushmanzada, Chris Collinsworth, or AJ Green? Ooh. Man, that is a good one. I. Hmm. I'm going to say Collinsworth. And you would be entirely correct. In All that. right, good. Uh, six foot five is Chris. Again, you don't really, I never think of Collinsworth yeah. being that tall, but he is one rangy mofo, I must say. <laughs> okay. Question, question. Yeah, absolutely. Question 10. You're at, you're in enemy territory. It's first and 10. You have two questions left. Well, this one plus two questions. Okay. So three. Uh, what, what yard line am I on again? The 40-yard line. It's the getting 40, to the so. stage you're going to have to risk it all. Yeah. yeah, I guess let's just do a hard one every time and hope I get one of them. Okay. Question 10. Which former WWF wrestler played for the Bengals in the 1984 season? You might know this. He does know it. I can see it. The flying Brian Pillman. Correct. Look at that. Yeah. Jay Morrison extends the play. <laughs> he looks downfield and he finds Jamar Chase in the back of the end zone. Touchdown in 10. Congratulations, Jay. 
Thank you. That was fun. See, I, I think you should mar you should market this. It's good, isn't it? It's not bad. It, oh, I love it. Okay. We might steal it for our podcast. No, don't you dare. I've got this on tape. <laughs> so. um, do you want to go through the hard questions just to finish this off to see if you can get any more right? You've scored your touchdown, but, you know. I would love to. You know, okay. when, when I was younger, when Trivial Pursuit came out, I would not play the game. I would just sit there and read the cards. I just, I love trivia. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, give me all you got. So just to reiterate, Brian Pillman, or flying Brian Pillman, I knew you'd get that because you love a bit of wrestling. <laughs> he died in the late eight and 90s, sadly, uh, after yeah. an OD. Well, Jay, you are a winner. We always knew that, but you are a winner in this particular instance. <laughs> Ten questions to score a TD. Thank you so much for taking part. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Once again, thanks to all the podcasts and all the coverage. It's been fun this year. Uh, a lot more fun than previous years, I must say. But, um, yeah, thanks so much for everything and hope you and your family have a fantastic Christmas. I appreciate that. Same to you, Paul. And, and hopefully for you fans that the, it's going to get a lot more fun over the next four weeks and beyond. Amen to that. Cheers, Jay. Take care. Speak to you soon. Thank you, Paul. Well, there we go. Exciting times. Jay managed to score in 10 questions. and uh, so long, It's like a Denver drive, that, isn't it? Like a long-drawn-out drive. A long, methodical drive. Um, but, you know, he was pretty... Only a few incompletions, but, you know, he's obviously a real stat man and loves the stats side of things. And So, very Merry Christmas to Jay. Thanks for taking part. I hope you enjoyed that one. Go on, Jay. Um, and that's it, really. That's the end of our uh, Christmas games night. We, have, we do have time to go through your um, correspondences. Obviously, everyone extremely happy uh, from last night. Memphis Soul Stewart, Stuart Baird, 688. Just like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a safe and peaceful New Year. Happy Christmas to you, Stu. Uh, Dan Waite at DNKW. Uh, happy Christmas to all. Many thanks for your excellent coverage throughout this year. It's much appreciated. And thanks for being part of it, Dan. Um, yeah, thank you very much, mate. Dan contributed a fantastic uh, Christmas video uh, for our advent calendar, and that will be continuing until Christmas Eve, obviously. Uh, I do believe a, a video from a certain Nathan Palmer is uh, is coming as well. So look out for that. Not that Brew, kind of video. Brewing as we speak, my son. That's right. Uh, like a good shit, I like to think. Um, <laughs> Scott Gibb at Scott Gibb 1. Merry Christmas to you filthy Bengal supporting animals. Who day? On to the postseason. Merry Christmas to you, Scott. Absolutely. Um, Jamie at Trequart Beaster. Gosh, a good night when you get a win. Want to see some more adventure on offence next time out? All the best to Teddy B in his recovery. What Bengals-related present would you want Santa to pull from his giant sack for you this Christmas? Hmm, good question. I need a new Bengals jersey. I'm so so out of date with it. I've had a look. I still can't settle on a player, but I need. That's what I would love. A nice. I haven't selected. I haven't settled on a player. So you're not or going. You're not going to for DJ then. Even though our Christmas guest from last year, DJ Reader, you told him that you because of his appearance on this show. You were yeah, going to buy fair, a, a, DJ Eda, a DJ Reader. So basically you lied to DJ Reader. How <laughs> do you feel about that? you can get that? a DJ Reader jersey without making it custom, can you? If you could, I might have a little look at it. Hmm. I do like DJs. Good lad, isn't he? 
Of course he is. Yeah, he's brilliant. Great player. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. Right. That's reminded me actually. Yeah, T Higgins. How about another eighty-five to go in your? Yeah, yeah. Do you know I like T Higgins? Yeah. Tyler Boyd, maybe. Tyler Boyd is so rock solid, the geezer, isn't he? Like he's he you can't go wrong with a Tyler Boyd jersey. I think I think if you ever got a Joe Mixon jersey, that was signet. That would be a pretty big statement to a lot of our listeners. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have to wait for that. Okay. Uh, I would perhaps. I would like to pull out a some sort of transportation device where I can just flit between uh, here and Cincinnati at the flick of a switch. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, that would be good, myself. And I would also like a just maybe a you know a road grading guard that can really cause some damage to uh, in our run game because I think our run game has gone a little bit stagnant over. Yes, I mean we didn't, we didn't. Weeks. We did mention about Riley Reef being out for yeah, yeah. the season. That's a big loss, isn't it? And I know that obviously um, Johnson's come in, and you know he's got a bit of experience. But yes, that is something that <clears throat> we're going to have to deal with down the stretch. And obviously, I mean the other thing as well, Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, ankle dodgy. Yeah, Yesterday, I know he was trying to sort of stretch it out, straighten it out, but that's going to be playing on his mind as well. So hopefully that's not too serious and um, hopefully we can get the number one seed in the bye so he can rest it up. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, what else? I would also perhaps get a contract for Jesse Bates as well to pull that out of the bag, I think. Um, even though he's not having he, a season that's as good as last year, I do think he deserves a another contract because I think he's been generally pretty terrific so a contract for jesse bates i think um, do, do you know last thing i'm going to say on yeah, this, yeah, i'm on. just i'm having a little debate as to whether trequart beast of the handle should be a shocking handle so i'm just just so jamie's aware of it i might might have another debate well he's had it for you. about eight years so i don't think he's going to go changing it now just to be oh, he doesn't have you. to change it i just need to think <laughs> i might need to acknowledge because no one's this day knows what it means and i'm just you know, I mean, what do you think it's a shocking handle, son? No, I like it. I like it. It's you something like... to do with football and the and the. Um, yeah, that, that anyway, trick he he yeah. will explain it, and he has done before. Uh, slam dunk, it's slam dunk the funk. Solid handle. Merry Christmas to our dynamic duo and Bengals fans around the world. Uh, great win last night. Here is to a very exciting finish to the season. Look out for Nathan's new Insta account coming out soon. Hashtag write my Christmas dinner. There you go. Uh, I, think, I think he's he's uh, poking fun at your pizza Instagram. Wait, the pizza account's going strong. I mean, you know, yeah. rubbing along quite nicely. Just let, let, let listeners know your pizza reviewing account there if they want to follow it's along. It's on Instagram at pizzas rated. If you enjoy a good pizza, I rate every unique pizza I have. There's some good scores, some bad scores, okay. pizzas from all across the world. So thank you for the plug opportunity, my son. I'll no, send you the check in the post. No worries. Uh, Michael Smith at Yadar Teaches Zumba. Um, Shocking handle. Merry Christmas to one and all. And wasn't it a fantastic win over Denver? I have to say a big thank you to all Bengals fans around the world. You are the salt of the earth. I pray that 2022 brings us good fortune, great memories, and many, many more wins. Who day? And who day to you, Mike, in your who family? Day? Uh, Rob Hill at 3003. Rob, it looks like all we got for Christmas is a defence. And pretty wonderful it is too. Absolutely, Rob. Here, here. Who day to you? Uh, Dave Cass at Come On Diddy, eh? 
Merry Christmas to Paul, Nathan and the whole Bengals UK fan base. It was so good to finish with with a win after a tough battle with a decent side. Here, here, Dave, and a Merry Christmas to you well, Dave. and your family. Donny at Ippy Don. Uh, Merry Christmas, peeps. Good win last night. Think we need two more to lock in a playoff spot the way the AFC is looking. Next week is huge. The marzipan fruits are on standby for when we beat the Ravens. Well, um, well, oh, well we've got to talk about it, son, haven't we? Well, Donny, I mean, you know how to celebrate a marzipan fruit. What we, You want to talk about marzipan fruits? <laughs> no, I was going to talk about the, the AFC playoff standings, but we can talk about the marzipans if you want. Not sure about marzipan, full stop, really. Um, anyway, I'm not going to have a go because each their own this Christmas. Whatever you find joy in, uh, go and find it, definitely. Um, well, let's just go through what uh, what the rest of these, uh, these reprobates have to say. Bengals captain. Bengals captain. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone across the pond. Likewise, Jeremy, hope you and Jess had a great day. Jeremy came on the tailgate yesterday, uh, which was great to see him. Rob uh, CLC at Rob CLC 127. Merry Christmas. Matt Gibbs at Wakey Ram. Interesting, tense, frustrating game at times. I thought he was talking about the podcast for a minute there. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> cracking win in the end. Have a good Xmas and thank you for all your efforts. It's really appreciated. It's our pleasure, Matt, and I hope you have a, have Cheers, a great Christmas. And Killian at Malloy underscore double zero. I hope what would Lou do is making an appearance also. I think, no, it's not really a game, is it? It's just more of a little feature, really. And um, we will bring what would Lou do, because I think it'll be entirely <laughs> positive this year, won't it? He's, he had a great game yesterday. We need some more yesterday. of what would Lou do. That's a great, it's one of the, the best comments of the night. Absolutely. So thank you for everyone that's interacted with us uh, this year. I think we may have another podcast before the year is out. We shall see. Um, we have a game on Boxing Day against the Ravens. It's absolutely crucial, isn't it, this one? I mean, I think oh, yesterday was a must-win, but this is also an absolute must-win because if we can knock off the Ravens and sweep them, then our divisional record is looking pretty unassailable, it has to be said. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think. I think yesterday was a bonus win. I don't think it was a must-win. I still think, like I said, if you beat the Ravens, the next week and then you beat the Browns you're in I don't think there's any doubt the Browns are starting Nick Mullins tonight at 10 o'clock against the Raiders I just can't see a way that the Browns are getting out of that they've got a decimated team you know yeah but they'll the... just run Chubb and is is Kareem Hunt playing I'm not sure actually I don't think I don't think he is mm. so I mean yeah they've got a chance but like I mean I'm I think the Raiders are probably fancy that one but I think realistically you beat the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers are always lurking around, but you get those two wins and um, certainly at the point we are now, we get in. I think even with a loss to Denver, we might sneak in with those two division wins. So I'm just not certain that um, one of those divisional teams is going to get 10 wins. And I don't think, especially now where we are, I don't think they will. So the Ravens are on a three-game losing streak. They've got so many injuries across the board throughout mm. their team. Obviously, Jackson highlighting it, but their line is a mess. Their cornerbacks are a mess. They've got, I think, the most players on IR across the league. So the fact that they're even still chugging along is quite impressive. Um, basically, I think Mark Andrews sort of, driving them but the thing for the Bengals I mean you know the Chiefs is going to be a really hard game the Chiefs are going to have their eyes set on 
um, getting the number one or two seed and obviously getting that buy as a result. So they'll be thinking about that. That's going to be a very, very, very difficult game for us. But, I mean, you've got to back yourself in these division games. And more importantly than that, you've got to look around the AFC and say, well, hang on, the Patriots are only one game ahead of us. The Titans are only one game ahead of us. So there's a real opportunity here to go and get that by. And I know that seems like we're getting ahead of ourselves. And, you know, I absolutely probably am after a good win yesterday. But it is within reach. You know, the Bills are playing the Patriots this week. They, If the Bills manage to win that, you know, we're joint at 9-5, and five, um, or sorry, 9-6 and six with those guys. Mm. Um, the Titans have got some difficult games upcoming. So, and then, the, you know, they've got a lot of injuries as well. So... You do look at it, and I mean, it's a, it's a rare position in the AFC. I'm not sure I've ever seen it this competitive, where mm. literally only, I think, three teams are out of contention. The Texans, the Jags, the Jets are all done. Mm. Everyone else is, I mean, within a game, at most two, three games um, of, you know, getting the bye, getting the division wins, and it makes for a thrilling end to the season. And I really think for us... We're fairly healthy, like I've said a million times, but we are. Um, and it's quite exciting. I mean, you know, we could win three games here and very, very much get the number one seed. There's, that's absolutely possible. We could also lose all three games and finish bottom of the division. And, you know, I think people will be calling for Zach's head. That's how crazy these next three games are going to be. And I, I strap yourself in. I mean, it's going to be a going to be a real, really interesting watch. I feel that you've used the phrase "this feels like a great opportunity" about four hundred times uh, in this season because they, yeah. every game feels like a great opportunity. That's how seesaw this season has been. And uh, you're right; if we beat the Ravens, which I think we we have every chance of doing, we, we're which is, the best team in this division, I think, at the moment. On our day, I, on our day. I don't even think on our day. I think we've got the most, uh, certainly from what's left. I think if you looked at the rosters at the start of the season, you wouldn't say it. Mm. But the rest of them are all banged up. The Browns have got COVID throughout the throughout the team. That'll probably go on for another week from people spreading it to each other. You've got the Ravens, like I've already said, are messed up. The Steelers, I don't know how the Steelers are winning games. No, I mean, they looked no. they looked appalling at times yesterday. Um, and obviously they've got injuries and Ben's, you know, passed it. I mean, we've got quite easily the best net points in the AFC North. We've, mm. They've got the healthiest team in the AFC North. Two of our last three are at home. Um, so, I, I, you know what, son? It's, I mean, it's there for the taking, I think. We've, mm. we've had a bit of luck this year with the injuries. We've never had that much luck. And the one thing we've not said on this podcast, which, do you know what, it makes me... It makes me burn with, you know, happiness. And I don't think we, we absolutely missed, like massively missed a bullet with it. We absolutely literally grazed us, but we didn't get it. Is Trey Hendrickson, you know, when he was rolling around on the floor last yeah, week, yeah, yeah, yeah. you look at that, people are down on one knee, the geezer's not moving. You think, well, he, at the very least here, he's going to be out for the season, isn't he? Because there's only about four games left. Whatever it is, a sprain or whatever, mm. it's not good. Back spasm is probably the best thing you could get out of that because yeah. you could, you know, that's something that's fairly easy to come back from. He's back against Denver. He's got his sack streak on the go. So the fact we've still got him going, I think is massive because he's genuinely an impact maker on that defense. And without him, I do think we'd be struggling to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks that has really hurt us in the past. So the fact that Trey's still up there doing his thing, um, I think is massive. I hope Khalid Kareem's injury um, from the fumble yesterday, or the not fumble, but um, you know, I hope he's okay because he really looks like a bit of an impact player as well. But it's there for the taking, son. I hate to say it, it really is. 
Well, we should leave uh, our viewers excited because if that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what what will. Um, yeah, let's hope for a fantastic Christmas present and a victory against the Ravens on Sunday. Um, we are, well, we'll we be back next week. We'll see. We're in discussions to see what's going on next week. But in the meantime, ha- really have a fantastic Christmas. I know it's tough out there at the moment. I know it's scary. But if you can have, uh, you know, small moments of joy, uh, then I think you absolutely deserve it. Thank you so much for listening. And very Merry Christmas. Stay safe. And it is a ho-ho-ho-ho day from me. Did you see what I did there? It's not. No. Okay. <laughs> and a massive Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, and it's a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.